let's hit record on this. Let's hit record on this. Okay, recording in both places. Welcome to the 80s and 90s Uncensored, the podcast about the 80s and 90s for people who care about that crap. I am Milo Dennison. I'm Jamie Fenderson. And today we're talking about our best movie soundtracks. From the 90s or the 80s and the 90s? The 80s and the 90s, remember? Well, I know, well, I know it, but you need to say that in the intro so people know. Okay, well, let's redo that. <laughs> okay. And I'm Jamie Fenderson. And today we're talking about the best movie soundtracks from the 80s and 90s. Is that better? Good job. No, that was better. I like that. I'm happy like with that? that. Yeah. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> Good job. Uh, what was funny about this one is I had a super hard time narrowing this down. Like, I'm not joking. Like, cause I have a lot of music soundtracks. I, I, I especially in the nineties, cause the nineties was a great era for music soundtracks. Oh yeah. And I, I really was like the whole, you know, earlier today, I'm like, okay, this one, and then, and then is this better? And then I added to the list and I took stuff off the list and I added to the list. And it was kind of like this back and forth making decisions. I, if at the end I'm like, okay, the, these, these, these are my ones. These are my, these are my four ish. These are my four ish. Now, did, did we agree that we're doing like soundtracks, like pop music and rock and, and stuff like that? Not, not the instrumental stuff, right? Exactly. That, that's, no. a big, that's a big difference because if you're going to do like instrumental, instrumental orchestra kind of stuff, then that's a whole different list. Yeah. So no Titanic soundtrack, for example, is, is, a, is Star an Wars or Star or Wars, Jurassic yeah. Park or mm-hmm. yeah, there's, yeah, that's a whole different list. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard because there's still a lot of good soundtrack. Yeah. The nineties was awesome for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, I think soundtracks really peaked in the nineties in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I'll go ahead and just kick us off. Do it, bro. Do it. Okay. M- mine's from, all right. The beginning of our era that we, what we talk about 1980. You went with flash. Yeah, dude, because it's got a rocking soundtrack from Queen. It does, if you like Queen. Well, yeah, but even if you don't, it's still rocking. It's still awesome. and, and then, and then, like the Bird guys are all up there, the Birdmen, and you got that badass bearded Birdman leader, and he's like, second wave, yeah. And then it starts rocking, and they're just shooting and they're battling it's fucking awesome dude it's 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 a rocking soundtrack that's why i love it i i'm not a huge queen fan but i i i respect them and i and i do like some of their music and i agree that is a good song and when you hear it you sing along like you yeah. totally you know and, and as soon as you like started that i'm like flash you know because it is it's right there <sighs> boom right in your head yeah and and you know what really makes me just want to hop on a, a flying scooter and with my Birdman gang and fight evil, you know, I just want to, and rock. I want to rock with my Birdman and I want to fight evil. And it has that nice kind of 70s sound to it, but it's in the eighties. It's set right at that crossover. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. So that, 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 that's, that's, I love that soundtrack. I, I, I rock out with it. I, so. support, I support you in that decision. Thanks, okay. Bro. So, I'm kind of cheating with my first choice, but it'll make sense why. And I'm actually combining soundtracks from two separate movies into one. 
because it's Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction, which Quentin Tarantino's first two films, the soundtracks for those two films are his best accompanying soundtracks and films. And the music is very similar on both of them. A lot of like fifties and sixties kind of surfer music and, and just kind of really, you know, sing along memorable kind of stuff. And, and they just kind of, you know, little dialogue bits from the film. Uh, so I've decided to combine those into one to justify keeping it down to four because I had a hard time. If but I had to pick, I'd probably tie. go. Remember, it's our show, bro. If you want to have a tie, you can have a tie. That's can... what I'm doing. I, I'm having a tie. You had ties. Remember, like the whole TV show thing that we did? I, That's I had, right. Like, every one of them was like a tie. So we can do that. So, like you said, it's our fucking show. We can do that. Both soundtracks I have. Actually, every soundtrack on my list, I have the actual CD of. So I have this. I've listened to both of them thousands and thousands of hours. Yeah, that's good stuff. I mean, Quentin Tarantino movies in general have pretty much have always kind of some interesting soundtracks. But I think that those were the those were the peak, right? That was that was the '90s Quentin Tarantino soundtrack with the yeah that '50s '60s surfer music that made it kind of weird but good. Yeah, that's the thing. You know, kind of fun sing along. Worked well for each scene that it was, I mean, he, he does such a fantastic job of overlaying music into his, you know, in, embedding music into his film. Uh, the, the sequence in Reservoir Dogs where he chops the guy's ear off and there's the song going along and he's just kind of singing and it's just like iconic, memorable. There's so many things from that. Yeah. Cause it's got this kind of, kind of this upbeat fifties and sixties stuff, like, but then it's happening during like, scenes of extreme violence that makes it weird but interesting right yep so fantastic the uh samuel jackson's ezekiel twenty five seventeen is on the soundtrack although every and, and people still think that's legitimately in the bible they still haven't figured out that that's actually dialogue quentin tarantino wrote like it's so fantastic <laughs> it's not in the bible i didn't know that either see that's what i'm saying every people they're like oh that's in the bible i'm like no it's not <laughs> and like i have to argue with people about that and like that is literally there's like a line from the bible that is in that monologue but that's it. The whole monologue, you know, bit Tarantino wrote. Yeah. They're just like, well, he's got alternate universe. That's a Tarantino alternate universe Bible verse. That's it. Ooh, that was hard to say. <laughs> in Tarantino's universe, that is legitimately in the Bible. The Royale with cheese bits. Like, yeah, it's all good stuff. All good music. So yeah, that's my choice. Well, I'm going to go back to Queen again. Cause I like when they do soundtracks and go with Highlander. Wow. Here we are, born to be kings. We're the princes of the universe. Right? Big queen uh, fan, aren't you? Mortal, I have inside me blood of kings. It makes me want to grab a sword and start chopping some heads off. Yeah. Like the only one. If you have wow. Wayne's World, if you have the Wayne's World soundtrack on your list, uh, you're next from this show for next week. <laughs> It'll just be the 80s and 90s uncensored with Milo Dennison. Like, where's Jamie? Oh, sorry. He's been, no, he's and, been and suspended the from the show. Yeah, I, <laughs> for too many Queen I'm like, soundtracks. Well, I'm, not like, I'm not like a super Queen fan, actually. Like, I think some of their stuff's kind of dorky. I, I like some of their stuff, but some of their stuff, I, I'm not a huge Queen fan. But I, I think that they did a good job in the, in the 80s movies that they did because it, it it rocked. It made me want to grab a sword and just go to town on some, some other immortals. It, it just, that's, 
Um, and they even used it for the TV shows, the intro. So again, I, I don't I, like, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm a huge queen fan because I'm kind of, I'm kind of they're okay. But I, I just like what they did in those, in those movies. When you, when you want to ride flying scooters with a sword, fighting evil and hacking away um, immortals heads and stuff, that's awesome. Right. If the music makes you want to do something like that, then that's a good, that's good. That's a good thing. It's very, the thing with like queen music, it is very inspirational in a lot of ways. It gets you jazzed up and yeah. which for movies like that, you're like, yeah, I'm going to kick ass. Go queen. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it does. And, and I think the eighties in general was kind of like the whole decade was like that. It was very inspirational, but uh, those are the only two queen ones that I know though. So okay. I don't think do anything else. All right. No Wayne's world. You're you're quickly thinking of a different one to to take the Wayne's World one out. So yeah, I, fortunately I didn't have I didn't have that one. I but yeah, I might have something worse. <laughs> well, this is this is you we're talking about, so I fully expect something terrible. <laughs> don't 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 hold your breath, man. Just because I don't have Wayne's World doesn't mean I have something something worse, man. No, I believe it. I I absolutely believe it. I'm surprised by the quality of the first two you've taken so far. <laughs> Uh, all right. So my next one is going to go, I'm going to go Romeo and Juliet, the, uh, the, uh, the, the, that soundtrack. I mean, say what you will about the movie. I liked the movie. A lot of people didn't, uh, but it's got a lot of really good music on it. Gar- it starts off with garbage that, uh, the number one crush. It's got some butthole surfers on it. It's got red Radiohead. It's got, uh, a really fun Carnegie song. They were huge back like in 96. I, I remember like, uh, you know, singing along with a lot of his music, put it in the CD player and you're like, it's got that, um, really like just lovely version of a, uh, Prince song by, uh, God, I can't think what it is. Yes, exactly. When doves cry, just lovely version of when doves cry by that kid. Uh, so a lot of really quality. That's one of those CDs you can pretty much listen to almost the whole thing and really enjoy every song that comes up. Yeah, that's a rad soundtrack. Um, I thought the movie was good. I thought it was interesting. Like even they, they, they didn't even translate it. It was like straight up Shakespearean English in the modern and with the soundtrack. It was very hip. The 90s were very hip. Um, and that was a hip movie with a hip soundtrack and a hip cast. Yeah, that's the thing. It was before Leonardo DiCaprio really just massively blew up. And like, it was very stylish, I think. I think that's the nineties though. The music, the movies, everything was kind of cool. Like you even look back now and you're like, that's still kind of cool. You look back at some of the eighties stuff. You're like that, that's eighties. Like Mm -hmm. that's dated. But you look at, you look at a lot of the nineties stuff, especially mid to late nineties. It holds up. It's very cool, very fashionable and not too, not too gimmicky. And that, that sound, that's a good soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's one I, I'll still listen to it or definitely listen to songs from it. So my next one is, uh, do you know this movie Empire Records? Yeah, that was, that was on my consideration list. Really yeah. good movie. Like that's, I, I, I really want to write a movie like that. Cause it's a nice, simple character driven film takes place in minimal locations, good dialogue, good soundtrack. Yeah. Excellent choice. Yeah. And, and it's got, and it's very nineties. Um, and it's got like a young Liv Tyler and uh, um, a young uh, Renee Zoliger, who, and they were like super hot. And it, and it's interesting characters. And it's it's a very '90s movie. 
And it's funny because I think the whole thing was they don't want the big record store to take over their record store. And you look at it now, it's like, well, 10 or 20 years later, none of you will have to worry about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, sorry. It happened. Yeah. <laughs> but it's kind of charming in a way to look at these these uh, young people trying to save their record store because you know it's a fruitless effort now. Yeah, your record um, store went out of business and all music is digital. <laughs> yeah. But it had, like, I'm, I, it had the Jim Blossoms, um, you know, and it even went back to some of the, uh, some of the, it even had some 80s stuff in there too, some what would have been considered probably older at the time. But yeah, I just, I just thought it's, it's another kind of, it, it's another kind of hit movie with a, with a really big diverse soundtrack. I mean, it's about a record store. So you, you'd expect that they spend a lot of money on the rights to a lot of good music. If you're, if your movie is about a record store, right? Yeah. You better. Yeah. And, and I just, yeah, it's got, I'm looking at the list here. It's just this huge soundtrack. It's just massive. So I, I don't have the CD or anything, but I think I'm, I think I want to get it. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah. Cranberries, Toad the West Pocket. Dude, I've got a couple Toad of the West Pocket CDs still. Yeah. There's a lot of good stuff on this. So I can be cool sometimes. See? You can. That's that's actually the, your coolest selection of, uh, of anything out of any of anything we've ever done. That's your coolest selection. Yeah. You see, I can, I can be cool. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I can be cool sometimes. I, I can be cool, man. <laughs> you respect, you know? <laughs> I, w- I wouldn't go that far. I mean, you know, like, it's like photographers. You take 2000 pictures. One of them's going to turn out good. doesn't necessarily mean you're a good photographer. It just means you got lucky. But all it takes is that one good photo printed on the right magazine to get you, to get you where you need to go. So, uh, no, I still don't respect you. Uh, that will never happen no matter what you do, but, uh, <laughs> I do appreciate this particular choice in, in a CD or in a all soundtrack. Right. Good job. Well, uh, at least I got that. At least I got that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm going for my next one, the soundtrack to the movie, The Crow. So oh. if, if you were goth in the 90s, you had this soundtrack. If you're goth now, you have this soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, it's got just that beautiful song by The Cure that it starts off with. This is one of those ones that you can listen from beginning to end, and it flows really well as, as well. It uh, starts with The Cure, a nice long song by them. You've got songs lit by you know, Rage Against the Machine in there, Nine Inch Nails in there. And then it ends with this just like the last song, the movie's over, everything's, you know, sad and dead. And, and you get that, like, it can't rain all the time by Jane Syberry. It can't rain all the time. Just just sad, depressing. I want to kill myself yeah. song. And you're like, I need to put on some black clothes and get some black eyeliner. I can't believe Brandon Lee's dead, man. Can't My parents don't understand me. Nobody understands me. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Beautiful movie. Beautiful soundtrack. Yeah, that's a cool soundtrack. And I don't think there's ever, like, there's been kind of gothy and dark movies since then, but I think that's the gothiest goth kind of movie ever. I don't think it will ever be supplanted. I think that's it, that's the, his gothy and kind of dark and goth depressing kind of movie. That, that's the best you can get. I don't think there's ever going to be anything that tops The Crow, especially with that soundtrack you were talking about. It just makes it all just that much more gothy and rainy. And and the, and the fact that like Brandon Lee died during filming that movie, you know, like you can't get more goth than like you're right. in, in such a bad accident, way. Right? Yeah, in, exactly. In such a way. It's like, you can't, I mean, that's it. Yeah. That's all. That's, that's weird. But yeah, that's, a, and you know, sometimes it's just okay to listen to, 
to, you know, depressing shit, right? Yeah. Especially where, I don't know, where we're from, it's like, it's rainy and, you know, I don't feel well and I don't, I don't, I don't really like my friends or family and <laughs> life kind of sucks. And you know what? I'm put on some, some crow soundtrack and just feel it because it's okay to be depressed sometimes. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, being depressed helps you sometimes feel better when you're not depressed. Cause you're like, okay, yeah, I have the balance. I know. Yeah. A lot of people are like, why don't you just be happy? And it's usually because they feel uncomfortable that you're depressed and listening to the crow soundtrack, but it's, it's not about you. It's about me, right? Yeah. Feel depressed and listen to the crow, bro. Yeah. I like it. So this this one you might not respect me for, but that's why I saved it for last. Pretty in pink. Oh. <laughs> no, I don't respect. I, I mean, no. Okay, first of all, the movie. <laughs> so let's let's even disregard <laughs> the movie. The only thing really known from that is the the Pretty Woman song, the Roy Albert song. They got played to death, like so played to death. Yeah, but it's got like Echo and the Bunny Man, New uh, New Order. I like New Order. I, I like, like New Nexus. Order, but that, no. Um, and the Smiths. So the movie is eighties, like super eighties. And it's got an 80s soundtrack, and I just dig it. Um, Say, what, what is that movie again? Pretty in Pink. Oh, I, you know what? I was thinking Pretty Woman. Yeah, I don't, again, I, I mean, just like, yeah, when, you, I, when you do your thing, like where you mix <laughs> things up, like I just let you do it. And I was looking at you, and you're talking about Roy Orbison, and I'm like, I think this guy thinks I said Pretty Woman. <laughs> you could have corrected me. Because I'm going to add that. We're gonna do. We gotta. We gotta record a whole montage of you just <laughs> up with your with. And I'm like, what are you talking about, bro? But I didn't say anything, right? I'm just letting you go. But no, if, it, if you hadn't continued to, if you hadn't listed some of those other songs in there, I uh, would have. I would have kept thinking. But then you named a couple of those other songs. And I'm like, wait a minute, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> but I wouldn't have stopped you. I knew you were goofing up again, but I'm like, we're just let him go because this is going to, we're going to add this to the collection of when Milo mixes things up and it's beautiful, man. You'll, you'll no, understand when you get to be my age, Jamie. What's that? You'll understand when you get to be my age. That happens. <laughs> but like a year or two from now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. It'll catch up to you. It goes yeah. quick. <laughs> but pretty, it pretty pink's very 80s. Like it's super 80s. And yeah. The, the, pretty in the pink's nice. Super 80s. Yeah. I like the 80s and it if you're going to have a soundtrack about a very 80s if you're going to have a very 80s movie have a very 80s soundtrack and and I dig it and you look at it like Molly Ringwald and and the and the two guys they just I'm looking at them right now and they just they're dressed like 80s and their hair is 80s yeah it's certainly not my favorite 80s Molly Ringwald film I've got to go um it's the one where they're in detention Oh, the uh, Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club. Yeah. If I'm going to go John Hughes and Molly Ringwald, I'm going Breakfast Club. Yeah. But I do appreciate Pretty in Pink. I do I, I do accept the quality that it is a good film. Yeah. And I think it's got a good soundtrack, too. Yeah. Um, See, I don't disrespect you for I that. Just wanna, I, I just want to go 80s, you know? And I want John Hughes movies, and I want 80s soundtracks. And I want to forget that it's 21 years into the 21st century. When, you know, when did Empire Records come out? Empire Records was like 95. So you did pick at least one 90s film. Pick one 90s. Okay. 
and you pick you you have a lot of nineties as well. I think we were all nineties, right? No, well, no. Well, uh, my last know. one is not nineties. Oh, hold on. What did I pick? I picked Reservoir. Yeah, that's nineties. So, so you pick three nineties and an eighty, and I pick three eighties and a ninety. You couldn't have planned that better, eh? That's funny. That's that doesn't surprise me though, honestly. <laughs> I, I, th- I think you appreciate the eighties more than I do, and I think I appreciate the nineties more than you do. Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's right. That's why we were in the 80s and 90s. That's right. <laughs> little for each. Uh, okay. So my last one also is kind of a little bit of a cheat depending on how you look at it because all the music on it came out like in the 70s, but the soundtrack came out in the 80s and it's Monty Python Sings, which came out in 1989. So it's a bunch of music from Monty Python films. Well, I shouldn't say that they had uh, came out they had uh, stuff that came out in the eighties as well. Um, but most of it came out in the seventies. Uh, Monty Python sings, and and I played this. I played this CD so many times that I don't. I can tell you right now, I'm not looking at anything. You can see I'm blindfolded myself, and I could pick a song from this CD, and I could probably sing it just right off the top of my head. Oh wow! Honest to God, I mean, yeah, yeah I know you don't have it in front of you, but like, not not joking, like. Uh, sit on my face and tell me that you love me. I'll sit in your fist and tell you I love you too. I love to hear you more lies. When I'm between your thighs, you blow me away. Sit on my face and let my lips embrace you. I could go on. Just like name a song from that CD and I could sing it. I love that CD. It's just, it's just the funnest CD to sing along to. Yeah, that sounds. I don't know about it, but I, I, I'm going to look it up because that look sounds. That sounds awesome. Monty Python sings and just sing along. You've got. Oh, Jamie, here you go. You're feeling blue. Don't be da- down, silly. Bear. Always. Uh, sorry, I, I I did screw up the intro to that song, but I do know. Always. Oh, you were singing something. I was starting to sing something because it starts with this little like feeling down, Mrs. Brown. You know, always look on the bright side of life. <laughs> always so there's that one so when you finally get through your depression and your crow soundtrack stuff you start to feel a little more chipper you want to feel a little more chipper you can play that monty python stuff yes i want you this is my for you jamie as soon as we are done recording i want you to pull up whatever internet streaming service you use and look up always look on the bright side of life by monty python and you, you, you listen to it twice. The first time is just a listen. And the second time you will be singing along, even if you don't fully know the words, cause it's easy to learn the words. Cause it's always look on the bright side of life and whistling yeah. and it will make you happy. I promise. I'll do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm going to quiz you on this next time we meet. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You've got every sperm is sacred. Every <laughs> sperm is sacred. Every sperm is great. When a sperm is wasted, God gets quite irate. <laughs> okay, I'm going to do that now. Love that soundtrack. My cancel beings today that I have. I yeah. Gonna, if hey, anybody asks, what are you doing? Just be like, I'm listening to Monty Python's. It uh, sings. Monty Python sings. Is the name of the soundtrack? Oh yeah, the best thing you'll ever hear. New favorite. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna, I didn't know about it, so I learned something, um, and that's great. Uh, that's why we. I do. I like this podcast because aside from just goofing off, 
I typically learn something every time. Well, and you reminded me of, you know, Empire Records too, like how great that soundtrack is. I haven't listened to that one in a long time. Yeah. And that pretty in pink is not pretty woman. <laughs> That's important. That's important it's to know. They start with pretty, know. but they're very different films. Got it. Yeah. Okay. But the they're pretty. pretty. Might be pretty in pink, but. I think she wears pink at some point. And that doesn't want she put like a some oh, yeah. somewhat pink outfit at some point. Yeah. Julia Roberts pretty in anything. All right. Well, 80s and 90s listeners, uncensored listeners even, we are out of here. Like Quentin Tarantino, who hit it out of the park on his debut film, Reservoir Dogs. <laughs>